there's a point where that doubling starts having a big impact and all of a sudden shaking your jug of aloe goes from having that real goopy sound to a splashy watery sound because all of a sudden the doubling is consuming all the nutrients so fast that the thickness has disappeared as those molecules have been broken down from the thick long chain mucopolysaccharides to essentially water uh, the bacteria consumed the nutrition at some point changing it we might not notice that thickness change in things like grape juice because it was never thick to begin with but in aloe it's very noticeable and drinking it isn't gonna harm you unless it was first contaminated with pathogenic bacteria and that's what multiplied instead of the healthy probiotic bacteria You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. I'm Dr. Michael Haley, and today we're going to talk about fermentation. One thing people frequently call and ask about, they say, you know, Dr. Haley, I left my aloe in the refrigerator for two weeks. Did it go bad? And I think what they're really asking is, is it still good for me? Uh, But did it go bad? Maybe they're asking, did it go bad? To understand fermentation and bacteria multiplication and things going bad or maybe even getting better (laughs) in some cases, to understand fermentation, let's talk about money, something that people can relate to and understand a little quicker. People pay attention when it's money. It's like, what, money? How does that work? Bacteria. Oh, stay away. Bacteria. Uh, Close my ears off. I don't want to hear about that. I want to wash my hands and sanitize them. But money, oh, okay, let's talk about money. Yeah, how do I get more? Imagine if you had a choice to make a penny that doubled every day for a month or a million dollars. Door number one, million dollars. Door number two, a penny that's going to double every day for a month. What would you rather have? Now, on first glance, million dollars sounds like a pretty sure win. And it is a pretty good victory for, you know, just to have a million dollars. That's a nice thing. But let's look at the penny. In a week, that penny on the first doubling day becomes two pennies, then four, then eight, then 16, 32, 64. And at the end of the week, you got a dollar 28. Probably should have taken the million dollars, right? But week two comes and you have $2.56. And that goes to 512 and 1024, 20 and 48 cents. By the end of week two, you got $163.84. Now we're talking, right? No, I'd still rather have the million dollars. Week three, the first day it doubles on week three, you have $327.68. And by the end of week three, $20,971.52. Ah, do I have your attention now? Not even $100,000 yet. I want millions. Week four, the first day of doubling, $41,943.04. And 
And by the end of week four, $2,684. No, I'm sorry, $2,684,354.56. So even on a short month, February, 28 days, better to take the penny that doubles every day for a month. It's a leap year, you have over $5 million. And a month like April, 30 days, over $10 million. A month like January, over $20 million doubling a penny that doubles every day for a whole month. Um, So should have taken the penny that doubles every day. Now, the reason we're having this discussion is because it's a lot like fermentation or bacteria growing in food. Now, bacteria is going to double more frequently. I'm pretty sure of that, depending on the environment. It doesn't, bacteria don't double every day in a warm environment and good, clean, healthy food. Uh, Maybe every 20 minutes. But let's say it was every day. At the end of the week, you only have a small handful of bacteria, right? Probiotics, capsules, we measure those in the billions of probiotics. So when you're, you know, taking probiotics to nourish your gut, flora back to good health, billions are consumed. Um, So things that ferment and bacteria grow in them, they're doubling more frequently, sure. Not as fast when it's in the refrigerator. Maybe instead of doubling every 20 minutes, maybe it's every several hours that the bacteria double. They multiply in food, but much slower. And even in freezing temperatures, some bacteria will continue to double, but even slower than the refrigerator, of course. But things still get old and expire even when in the freezer. That's why, you know, some uh, recommendations for like steak might be up to a year and ground beef maybe six months. Um, So depending on what it is and how it's packaged and stored, um, things like frozen vegetables that have a lot of air, they're going to get a lot of freezer burn in there, um, might not last as long. So it just depends. Well. When it comes to fermentation, bacteria can actually be a very good and healthful thing. Yeah, we'll get back to the question about the aloe vera and whether or not it went bad. But think about milk that sours or gets old. Um, Nowadays, they pasteurize milk, (laughs) ultra pasteurize it. And, you know, you can buy it and consume it a month after it was taken out of the cow and processed and pasteurized. But if that milk were to sour, uh, I don't know if you've ever poured milk and clumps have come out. Those clumps are almost like clumps of accidental cheese. What do I mean by cheese? Well, the way cheese is made, milk, dairy, is infused with bacteria and, and yeast and things that will first sour and then maybe enzymes added to curdle it and then those curdles pressed together and shaped and separated from the whey the liquid whey which is very much a live probiotic beverage could be healthful for your gut flora and then you know it as it's shaped and 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 dried um if it's dried and aged beyond a certain point i guess eventually all the bacteria may die off especially if it's dried to where all the, you know, when you take the hydration out, you're actually removing the life from the microorganisms. 
But cheese, especially young cheese, is a very much a live cultured food. And in the same way, um, we culture milk to make yogurt and kefir. So these are things that were intentionally infused with bacteria to sour them, to change them, to turn them into live living foods. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, many, many years ago, um, they would keep a lump of the dough aside because they found a good culture of yeast that came from the air. If you start bread from scratch and you don't start with a good culture of yeast, you might get a good one from the air, but more likely to get a funky kind of yeast and your bread might not taste so good. So when you make it from scratch and truly get the yeast from the air and it comes out good, you say, oh, this was a good culture. Let me keep a lump aside so the next time I can start with that same yeast and infuse that life into it to make my bread rise. Uh, microorganisms are very much used in our food. Sometimes they're baked off and bred and killed, and sometimes they're kept alive in the food, in things like yogurt and kefir, and even in some cheeses. In fact, uh, a popular health beverage, kombucha, is sweet tea. It's like iced tea with sugar added, and then they put this SCOBY, S-C-O-B-Y, which is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast, SCOBY. And those live living organisms culture and slightly ferment the tea, consuming much of the sugars and turning them into live living bacteria and some alcohol output. And that is consumed as a living probiotic beverage. Are you enjoying the show thus far? One of the many health secrets that we have covered on the show is all around aloe vera, specifically drinking raw aloe vera. Our aloe vera has helped our customers effectively heal their gut, increase their intestine health, lower inflammation in the body, eliminate and or decrease acid reflux, have glowing skin and hair, and so much more. Now, as a frequent member of our audience, you will be exposed to exclusive specials and coupon codes for the awesome products manufactured by Haley Nutrition. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in, you can get a mini discount to help you optimize and better your health. To see how we can help and support you on your health journey, tune into the episodes and listen for coupon codes that you can use at www.haleynutrition.com before you make your orders of raw aloe vera. Once again, it's www.haleynutrition.com. Now, back to the show. When fresh raw grape juice gets a little old, we call that wine. In fact, in uh, the book of Timothy, uh, chapter 5, verse 23, it says, Stop drinking only water and use a little wine for your stomach and your frequent infirmities. In this fermentation process, we have live living bacteria. And I do believe that the wine of that day, 2,000 years ago, was very different than the wine of today. I'm confident that we've really mastered the art of not only fermenting 
and we use you know instruments to measure fermentation and know when it's mostly done and when the sugars have been consumed off and fermentation has stopped and you know sometimes even sugars are added back in for a second fermentation to further increase the alcohol content and we you know bottle these wines and some of them have preservatives and sulfites added to uh you know kill off the live living microorganisms that are probiotics actually good for you i do believe when this was written stop drinking only water use a little wine it was more like the case of old grape juice in fact i remember when i had a raw bottle of grape juice that i purchased from the amish and after a couple weeks of finding it in the back of my refrigerator i opened it up and it made this little sound when i took the cap off it had fermented into almost a champagne a little bit of an effervescent wine was no doubt live living probiotic bacteria and no i was not afraid of it and yes i did drink it and it was quite tasty it was actually a very delicious wine or champagne or whatever i should call it uh, because it still had a lot of the sweetness the fermentation hadn't completed so it had some of the sugars of the grape juice uh, but a little bit of the sour so it's that sweet and sour almost lemonade kind of thing sweet and sour goes so good together um, it was it was delicious and no doubt it was live and living and probiotic which is good for the stomach and probiotics good for the immune system which good for your frequent infirmities according to the book of james as it said two thousand years ago somehow they knew that so fermentation um, kind of preserves how does it preserve well when you have these good cultures in there it's kind of like the dominating population wins so now if it is contaminated with pathogenic bacteria they don't stand a chance growing living multiply because they have been filled with healthy strong populations of probiotic bacteria that outnumber the pathogenic bacteria so the pathogenic bacteria can't live in that place and that's the concept of preserving through fermentation vegetables can also be soured just like grapes and grape juice to make wine we take cabbage and maybe sprinkle some salt on it to uh, after you chop it up to draw the water out and and squeeze it down with your hands just like well grapes can be squeezed down with hands or feet or wine presses to get the juice out but in the case of cabbage if you're making it at home you chop up the cabbage and sprinkle some salt on it and and as the salt draws the water out and you're scrunching out the liquid from the cabbage when it gets to the point where you can wring it out like a wet sponge you stuff it in a jar and put a lid on it and you push press down the cabbage below the water line put a lid on it and leave it on your counter room temperature which might be i don't know 74 75 degrees fahrenheit for most people i would imagine and after about a week you have soured cabbage or sauerkraut now i have opened my sauerkraut too early remember the concept of the penny doubling from you know you're talking chump change in the first week but at the end of the month those doublings by the time by the 30 30th time or so millions are doubling and if we take that a uh, just a little further billions and then trillions are doubling 
that is how it is when making cabbage. Um, if, if I open my cabbage on day six, it's going to taste like salty, wet cabbage. But on day seven or eight, all of a sudden it starts getting sour as the billions or who knows how many of bacteria are multiplying. That's when it's becoming much more probiotic and much more preserved by the increase in the population of the good bacteria that taste good too. So that's fermentation of vegetables. And if I add to that other kinds of vegetables, carrots, radish, whatever you want, really, um, we might give it other fancier names like kimchi, you know, and we put spices in it and make it all like a spicy vegetable cultured food. It becomes a superfood. It started out as a simple vegetable, but now as you're fermenting it and making not only bacteria, but enzymes and certain acids and things that are going to help digest food and nourish your gut flora, you're turning a simple vegetable into a superfood that still has much of those same nutrients as the vegetable, but all of the probiotic gut healing health foods as well. Not all the same nutrients, because remember, those bacteria had to consume stuff. But guess what? Most of what they're consuming is things like sugar <laughs> that you'd rather not have. Sometimes they're cleaning it up and actually making it into something better for you. Like in the case of wine, sugars are being consumed as we're making all of these new uh, super nutrients that are so good for you. So that's fermentation in a nutshell. And it certainly beats the, what we've seen in the past, oh, let's say hundred years where we're cooking all our foods, super pasteurizing it, adding chemical preservatives to it to kill it off and make sure nothing can grow in it. And then we're consuming those things. And remember, they put preservatives in the food to kill. That's what it is there for. People say it's to make the food last longer. It is there to kill mold, yeast, fungus, and bacteria so that those things don't consume the food and change it, giving it the appearance of a longer shelf life. But really, it's a less healthy food that the microorganisms cannot live in it. And then it's interesting because when you consume that food and you put it into your stomach, those chemicals, do they know to stop working all of a sudden? Or are they going to potentially damage your microbiome, making it harder to recover? I believe this is the reason why we have so many more inflammatory bowel conditions like acid reflux, Crohn's, celiac disease. Um, you know, there's a gazillion names for all of these inflammatory bowel conditions um, from esophagitis and gastritis and colitis. Uh, there, there's a gazillion names. They're all pretty much the same theme. Inflammatory gut, throwing off the microbiome, um, changing its environment, killing off the good bacteria, bacteria, and now bad bacteria are taking over, and we're having an imbalance of that gut flora. The intestines are becoming raw. They are leaking, creating autoimmune responses that have a whole host of symptoms um, affecting everything from the way your mind thinks, the way your body works, the aches and pains and throwing off hormones and all kinds of things. Gut health is essential and consuming good, clean, real foods, pesticide-free, 
herbicide-free, fungicide-free, all those things the farmers are putting on the food going into your microbiome, acting as a sort of anti-against bio-life, a form of antibiotic killing off your gut flora, damaging it, versus the old way that they used to do it, preserving real food with live, healthy microorganisms that actually nourish your gut. So back to the original question that I get, I forgot my aloe in the back of the refrigerator, or I left it out overnight and it got warm. Is it bad? What has happened to it is the bacteria have increased and they have consumed many of the nutrients. The reason why you purchased it, it does not make it bad. And some things ferment and are actually not only better for you, um, but even taste better. You know, for instance, some people would much rather have wine than grape juice. I promise you, that's not going to be the case with aloe vera. <laughs> aloe vera doesn't start out tasting good. People don't drink it for the taste. And when it ferments, it sure doesn't taste better. Not only that, the bacteria are consuming the nutrients. The reason why you did get it for the things like the ace manin and the mucopolysaccharides that are actually helping heal your gut and strengthen your immune system. There are better sources of probiotics than fermented aloe. Now, nutritionally, aloe vera is not bacteriostatic. It's not going to, you know, stop bacteria from growing in it, but it's not a great source of sugar and food for fermentation. So aloe vera ferments a lot slower than things like dairy and grape juice, you know, and even cabbage. Uh, so it could last much longer in your refrigerator than even seven to 10 days is what we tell people because we want you to have the maximum nutrition. There's a point where that doubling starts having a big impact and all of a sudden shaking your jug of aloe goes from having that real goopy sound to a splashy watery sound because all of a sudden the doubling is consuming all the nutrients so fast that the thickness has disappeared as those molecules have been broken down from the thick long chain mucopolysaccharides to essentially water uh, the bacteria consumed the nutrition at some point changing it we might not notice that thickness change in things like grape juice because it was never thick to begin with but in aloe it's very noticeable and drinking it isn't gonna harm you unless it was first contaminated with pathogenic bacteria and that's what multiplied instead of the healthy probiotic bacteria but chances are you weren't sticking dirty fingers into the bottle when it was fresh <laughs> and it's gonna be just the naturally occurring bacteria that happen in vegetation that multiply and uh, become more of a probiotic. So kind of a long-winded answer, but I hope that answers questions of, are these things going bad? You can make a more educated uh, decision now with old food and decide for yourself whether or not it has been contaminated or is just merely probiotic. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on The Dr. Haley Show. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot, and share this exact episode with them. 
You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.